WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Greetings Guild Podcast. So I think I think the night that Corey that you drank the Nautilus uh-huh. uh, is the night I had the zombie. Uh, uh, yeah. Which which was the most it, it, and to this day is the most potent beverage I've ever had. And do you remember why I had the Nautilus? Because I didn't think I could drink the zombie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't a question of the volume. It was the consistency. That was me trying to be pragmatic about the whole affair. It's so, just like, so, well, I can't do the zombie. I might as well just drink this thing that's made for like three people. <laughs> so so Corey, Corey drank roughly 72 ounces of liquor. Uh-huh. Uh, and I drank the zombie, which is only probably about 12 ounces of liquor. Yeah. Uh, somehow we ended up at the movie theater. Uh huh. And we Wait. watched Ant Man. That was the night we saw Ant Man. That was the night we saw Ant Man. <laughs> um, you know, I've been trying to remember that for like two years. Yeah, it's it was the night the the night we got absolutely fucking plastered at Trader yeah. Sam's. <laughs> God damn it! But that explains we... so much. That's why I couldn't remember. It's like I know I've seen Ant Man in the theaters. I just don't remember when the hell it happened. <laughs> well, that's because we were blacked out for a little while. <laughs> right, yes. And that, that's why when I saw it on Netflix a couple of months ago, I was like, I don't remember a whole lot of this. <laughs> so that's, well, that's that's our getting drunk at Disney story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Looks like we got this mystery all wrapped up, gang. Oh, and then and then two days later, I had my gallbladder out. I blame, I blame the booze. That's right. Yes, yeah. you did. That was, that, was a, that was a fucked up 72 hours. It really it, was. It was, a, it was a harrowing week. Um and a testament to uh, putting on the brakes every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah it was. It was. It reminded me of the scene. I don't. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, there's a scene in um, Parks and Rec. So uh, the um, character Ben loves calzones. Uh huh. And there's a point where he gets food poisoning from mini calzones, and he says, "The calzones betrayed me." And that's the first <laughs> thing I thought of was like, "The booze betrayed me. Why would it betray me?" <laughs> yes. And the sad part is that it hasn't betrayed you in the worst way imaginable. Because you'll see those people walking around town asking for change for coffee. Oh, true. True. Yes. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Or at City Walk, uh, screaming their heads off, and uh, Bob just very casually says, I remember my first beer. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> makes me laugh for about three hours. Uh, <laughs> Am I so easy to read? We know my go-to lines already. I do need to clarify that. Uh-huh. I am referring specifically to the first time I ever heard you say that when I was about 19 years old. Yeah. So this is a joke that makes me laugh 21 years going. Mm-hmm. So fucking yeah. well done on that one, dude. That like that whole scenario still makes me giggle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and we we all have like soundboards for ourselves. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure, right? Oh, like yeah. that, and I'm and now I'm 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 positive that that's uh, going to be on your soundboard. The I remember my first beer because I know what album that came from. That was um Wild and Crazy Guy, Steve Martin. Yeah. That was it. Nice. That's it. What do I win? You win the introduction to episode 61 of the Cree. Or no, shit, 60, ah, not no, 61. Ah, box it. <laughs> 61 is taxable. So after paying the differences, now we're down to 60. We're foreshadowing into the future. Ooh. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, welcome to episode 60 of the Cretans Guild podcast. Uh, this is Nerd or Not. I am Jay. With me always is Corey and Bob. Uh, today we are going to be talking about one thing in particular. One thing? I think so. I, I, I full disclosure. I have not looked at the rundown. I don't oh, okay. think we've so. ever stuck to one thing, <laughs> right? So and we're at least uh, we took a two-week hiatus. I think. Yeah, uh, a little more than that. A little more than that. About three weeks. Right. So yeah. uh, we're definitely going to talk about Endgame. 
Okay. Like that that's that's fucking flat out we're talking about Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then of course we will also talk about anything else we want yes. to talk about because much. that is pretty much how we roll. Um so the first thing I want to bring up uh and this this got announced since the last time we recorded and has subsequently been released mm-hmm. within like <laughs> days of that happening. Yeah. Uh Corey, you have purchased the Stranger Things Lego set. Oh, I was wondering if it might have something to do with Legos. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. And I have it right here in what I uh, <clears throat> somewhat uh, spuriously refer to as my uh, production facility, but it's right fucking here. Good God, God that's gorgeous. That thing looks yes. like such a monster build. Yeah. And um, honestly, uh, compared to the last build that I got to finish, this one's about, I think you can read it here. Uh, 2,287 pieces. Yep. Well, the Ninjago City is still at least twice that and change. So it won't be the biggest thing I've built this year. Um, which means it won't take as long either. <laughs> which is kind of nice. I, I, but, I, I really enjoyed the Ninjago build, though. That was fun. Yeah, oh, holy crap. Yeah, and actually, uh, because... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually say anything about it, but um, after I started putting the bank together, I was like, crap. Uh, the Ninjago City stuff, they're kind of, uh, they're starting to uh, phase out now because the movie's going on to about, you know, a year and a half old. Yeah. So uh, I went ahead and got the Docks 2. Nice. So that's in the hopper, and that's waiting to join its brethren to top my dresser. That's uh, awesome. I like yeah. that that's in the hopper, and now you're going to build hopper. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hopper will take about five seconds to put together. Thank you. You're going to need Legos to build shelves pretty soon. <laughs> That's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, just for the smaller ones. And I'm trying to put some stuff together for work so I can bring in like more of the ornamental, like the the mini bags and such. But uh, yeah, we've 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 gone that sort of meta territory before in a house that's like a whole lot Lego. You need to start adapting. But anyway, yeah, Stranger Things happen immediately. And I love how Lego drops their uh, big IP releases like that because people weren't expecting Flintstones to drop what it did because it actually lost the vote that year. Did um, it really? Yeah. And speaking of that, I got to mention something else after we get through this. Uh, but when they, when, they, uh, when they mentioned or when they announced Flintstones, it was like, oh, shit, that was a big enough surprise. Um, and then it released like two, three days later after that. Not long at all. Same thing with Stranger Things. They announced it. Sorry, they teased it the week before. Then yeah. they announced it, and then four days later, you can buy it for early access. I was like, I'm right fucking there. And this guy was right there with me on another errand. And I don't know if you're going to talk about that in a little bit, but um, wrapping up the whole Lego thing, because I haven't actually streamed in a little while due to extenuating circumstances that are 120% bullshit. Yeah, um, it happens. Yeah. Bullshit does happen. Um, So here's something that's cool that uh, Lego's doing for the 10th anniversary of Lego Kuso, which is now known as Ideas, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, They're doing a 10-year anniversary review and fan vote. So... What uh, what made it to like the uh, the 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 finish running for each of the fan votes over the last ten years is getting another shot at being produced. No shit. Yes. Um. And among them are the uh, the arcade sit downs that yep. I kind of almost cried when I realized that when I when I heard that they didn't get the vote for that year. Apparently, there is a stitch somewhere in the running and. Uh, do you remember seeing that uh, sculpture from that one Lego artist of the guy pulling open his chest and there's a bunch of like bricks spilling out of it? Mm-hmm. That's also on the uh, on the ballot too. No shit. Um, 
There's a lot of great stuff here. And uh, you click on that and you just uh, oh, run wow. it down. The Sega Classic Arcade Machines. Yeah, that was the one. Do not fuck this up this time, okay? <laughs> this must happen or I will be vengeful. And what that means for the listener is that I will just whine a lot about it when it you know, doesn't happen. Oh, that's but anyway. fucking sweet. Yeah, that's actually really good. I don't, I don't get behind a whole lot of the organic builds, but that one is pretty well done. Yeah, those those Sega machines are are fucking sexy as shit. Yeah, like all all four of those projects are pretty uh pretty sweet. I like uh I like the space station down here not because it's the space station but because that gave me the idea to build the Hubble so that I can then take the Hubble and then smash it on the floor. Mike broke the Hubble. <laughs> Mike broke the Hubble. <laughs> Go full on like clash on it. Anyway, so that's all we've got. That's all I've got to talk about in Legoland for now. Um, thanks for bringing that up, though. Yeah, I can't wait to get started on that Stranger Things bit. I'm looking forward to it. I, I mm-hmm. am hoping that um, things uh, things clear up for you, so you'll be able to stream again soon. Because uh, I and I, I will I will admit, since I am going to be getting it for myself, and this will uh-huh. be my first ever big big buy for a Lego set. Ooh, okay. I, I I am probably going to participate in the chat, but mm-hmm. not watch. Okay. If all you right. understand what I'm saying, yeah, I, you know, you don't want to spoil it for yourself at all. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I was no, I was I was I was kind of with you there, because um, I remember how cool it was when I brought home the Simpsons house that one day, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we put that together, um, and we put the Hobbit uh, bag in together, and going tandem on those was really fun. It so was. It's, it it's really too bad. Was. I mean, this is this is actually like a split. This is a, this is a set split in half. So like one of us could tackle one, and the other could jump on one. Um, and it's kind of a shame that we won't be able to do that, but I totally get it. If you don't want to watch that, it's absolutely fine. So what, what was this other errand that happened at uh, Disney Springs? Curator of all things uh, SCA related. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't so much a, an errand as it was an adventure. Oh, oh, I got it. Yes. Kangoosh! <laughs> <laughs> we got the official recipe for... Was official recipe? For the it's, one of, it's one of three official recipes that, that we've been able to dig up. The, However, this one's right from the horse's mouth. This okay. one is the oldest, if I think, I'm correct? Yeah. And yeah. closest to the original. Mm-hmm. Okay. We found a bartender who used to work at the original Adventures Club, and he just started gushing over how much he loved and missed that place. And then well, he used to work at the Adventures Club when he, uh, when he was too young to have a bartending license or a liquor license. He worked there at the door. Remember? Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't part of that conversation. I came in. I, I think I was capturing footage. It was a it was a sprawling epic, uh, epic uh, <laughs> uh, interview with this guy, and I, I I'm kind of like pissed with myself that I didn't get any of it on the phone. But there could have been like some legality issues with it, and I was like, this isn't worth chancing. We can yeah. at least talk about it in the third, in the third person, though. Sure. He used to work the door at the Adventures Club, and uh, after it closed down, uh, I guess he spent some time in Tampa, got uh, got into more of the service industry, got into bartending, became a bartender. And when the Edison opened uh, last year or the year before, last year. Uh, he he got he got a call from uh, somebody in Orlando that you know had the tip, and he was like. Oh shit! I'm gonna work there. But he remembered everything about working at the Adventures Club, you know, low once upon a time. So he was able to give us the lowdown and everything. Um, and he told us about the uh, various iterations of the Kungaloosh. And he gave us the first recipe. Wrote it down on a piece of paper. Kept it in my wallet for about a week. And then we uh, snapped it for posterity somewhere in Slack. And then we pulled out the two recipes from the old Adventures Club Tumblr blog, which has, you know, since then not been 
pay uh, the, the owner hasn't paid much attention to it because it's fucking Tumblr. But um, we have three new ways of getting inebriated now, and all in the spirit of adventure. Well, that's awesome, guys. I'm very jealous. That's really cool. But then there's um, but then there's your big uh, your big multi-part epic projects about yeah. the ACA that I was referring to. What was going to become just a simple vlog of Corey and I going to Disney Springs? We mm-hmm. decided we, this needs to be something bigger. Okay. Because like because like every 15 minutes I was like, oh, we need to get footage of this, and it was like fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was exactly that. Oh, over here! No, over there! Over yeah, there. and I think it really culminated when we were at the Edison, sitting at that bar and talking mm-hmm. to the guy. Yeah. And I'm looking around, and we're downstairs, and I can see upstairs the balcony and everything, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like a flood of memories start coming back into me. It's like yeah. The kernels would used to be right over there, and the stone face used to be right there, yeah. and the tapestries. Oh shit! This is yeah. Oh, he God. was like he was like the guy at the end of the old uh, time machine movie where he was like <laughs> the temple was right here, and this is where the professor landed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so, not going to deny it. Yeah. So, so what is what is the project going to be? The project is going to be first. It's going to be Corey and I uh, exploring parts of what we called the Misadventures Club. Where okay. it's uh, the Edison, Maria and Enzo's, and Jock Lindy's um, hangar bar. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And just like how they kind of intertwine with each other. And then it's going to bleed from that into the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. And mm-hmm. how, and more to the point, what we're going to go into is the Orlando connection. Because there's connections all over the world to this society. Okay, that's awesome. There is, I will, I will uh, find the link and get it over to you on Instagram. Uh, there's a bunch of people I follow on the Fifty Two Weeks blog that uh, are uh, like Adventurers Club cosplayers and oh, have, cool. nice. have tons of followers. So I will get you their information and you can uh, uh, tag them, and they will happily share it because they share my shit a lot. So sweet, yeah, that's fucking excellent. All yeah. right, you got contacts, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I got your hookup for all things Adventurers Club. <laughs> now, we, what we should, you know what? I, actually, I don't want to do that because I don't want to take away from what the video series is going to be because it's going to be fucking awesome. I can already tell. Um, mm-hmm. But we should talk about the Adventurers Club when that gets close to launching. Oh, you mean the actual, like, go, yeah. like, start talking about that when the videos are ready yeah. to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, cool. I, I don't want to talk about it now and, you know, uh, you know, steal anyone's thunder or anything like that. But Exactly. Yeah. There's you, much to go over. So what other interesting shit has happened over the last few weeks? Um, I know it's been really busy. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a diffuse fucking cornucopia of everything. I mean, we were we started off by like teasing uh, us going to go see Endgame, and then like since Endgame happened, there's been uh, uh, what Detective Pikachu. There's been um, fucking John Wick three came out, but I'm not going to see that until tomorrow. Uh, I started getting into a new trading card game, which I apparently can't shut up about now. <laughs> Is that the Transformers one? Yeah, and then Bob got indoctrinated to it this last weekend. We didn't play anything, unfortunately, but we're waiting. You find four bots that you trust, get some good boosts, uh, 40 maximum, you can carry 30 if you want to, and just put that shit in your back bag and you're good to go. Let me see, there's that. Uh, fucking what the hell else? Um, oh, yeah, I, Megacon. Me, there was Megacon, yeah. Um, and we can talk about that, but I can summarize the entire thing up in pretty much one phrase. It was... But, um... <laughs> I don't know... I don't know if, like, I was fucking spoiled by a big city con or whatever that happened beforehand. Yeah, you um, were. I was. I yeah. could have been. I... I was not impressed with it at all. It was... Disorganized. Disorganized is the underlined word that I would use to describe Megacon. 
so it's it's interesting when, when I was when I was down there and I was regularly going to MegaCon because I went every year for I think five years. Um, I always thought that the big issue was the convention center. Yes, like because it's just it's such a weird fuckingly fuckingly weird laid out building. You know, like there's hey we've got a branch across the street for some reason. Just go over there. Don't worry about it. It's across International Drive. Just dodge the ch- just dodge the traffic. Everything's oh, it's there. even weirder now. I, I think like it, uh, the, it con- is. the concourse that we went to had both north and south sides. Yeah, so everybody was like dropping off in front of the building on the north side. But the queue went around the south side, and the queue thankfully went pretty rapidly. But it was like, well, we're burning off enough calories. I'm kind of wondering how, like, what's the stereotype about a lot of con goers? Like, kind of husky. With the ma- with the amount of walking those people do, that's it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a quandary, isn't it? A bit. Yeah, because so, we did a shitload of walking. So I, I always thought it was the convention center that was the problem with MegaCon. It's like it's uh-huh. it's not the show. The show's fine. It's it's the convention center that's the issue. And mm-hmm. then I went to Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. And Celebration is put on by the same people that do C2E2. Uh-huh. So it and was, it was or- awesome. It, it was organized. It was thought out. <laughs> uh-huh. Everything flowed the right way. Yep. The w- aisles were wide so you didn't bump into everybody every two yes! seconds. Yes! Oh my god! That fucking and, killed me! And then I realized, ah, it's Megacon that's the problem here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a show, like, I don't remember who it was, but there was somebody that uh, tweeted about how Megacon was going to surpass San Diego, and there's, there's no fucking way. I remember. <laughs> I, I responded to that tweet. It was, I'm going to go ahead and guess he hasn't been to too many other cons, which isn't like, I, that's, that's, that's not like, uh, you know, stroking my beard and shit. It's like, you got... If you if you've seen MegaCon, then yeah, it is impressive because before any of us had like gone out of state for this gener- for this like um, this niche interest bullshit, we just knew FX Show, MegaCon, and maybe some of the coastal cons, which mm-hmm. were a lot smaller, you know. But MegaCon was always the big show to go to because as far as like celebrity interactions go, you can't do a whole lot better down here. No, uh, and th- and this con had like fucking everybody there, which was fine. They do that part of the convention right. They were like, again, the, the queues were shortened and stuff. Um, but uh, but going to uh, going to Gen Con was was easy enough. Shit, we played with totally com- we we played with complete strangers like it was no big deal. Yeah, you know, I wasn't I was nervous for like maybe the first thirty minutes there, and afterwards when somebody complimented me on the Vaudevillain shirt that I had on, it was all. It was okay because yeah. nobody's like jostling everybody's like trying to nudge each other out of the way and such. And there was no reason to not ha- for that to not happen because everyone was carrying around ninety pounds of board games at yeah, all times. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, they've got like these. They've got these like friggin' you know mega sized Gucci purses filled with demos and you know free meeples and shit. Yep. And then and then C two E two was like a step above that. Um, and that did everything. Oh gosh, that did everything right because <laughs> here. <laughs> All right, monkey pod, you get to go back while I'm fucking having a Spurg fit. Um, Dude, the reaction was fantastic. Yeah. Oh gosh. Just <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's yeah. Anyway. I'm, I'm all a titter. <laughs> <laughs> it's fibrous and girthy. Ooh. Anyway, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so C two E two was a step up from Gen Con because C two E two is run by Reed Pop. It's organized. It's laid out. Yeah. They they make use of all the space they have, and it, that's the same thing they did at MegaCon or in in Orlando for Celebration. Mm-hmm. Was they were like, "Hey, we've got six floors. Let's not split it over six buildings. Let's put it mm-hmm. all in one and just take up this whole concourse." 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we'll spread out, we'll have fun, we'll relax, you know, mm-hmm. like... It, it just felt so weird. Like, C2E2 is arguably one of the biggest conventions in the country when it comes to this sort of shit. Yep. And it takes place in a city that, well, being being that it's, like, stacked on top of each other, it, there's more verticality to it than there is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, spread. It still eclipses Orlando's population by a good, I don't know, by a good quint, I'd say. Oh, yeah. And it felt like it was wide open. There was, I mean, there was... There was uh, there was crowd there, but I, I didn't get bumped around a whole lot. And here's the here's the other thing that bugged me a lot about uh, MegaCon. And if anybody is like anybody from MegaCon's organ parent organization or whatever is watching, I'm only bitching for your own good, um, and because it's therapeutic for me. Because fuck, even if they were listening, you think they're really listening? I, I doubt they're even listening, really. But um, <laughs> uh, going beyond that, um, they had the retail space set up in like one quarter of a building now or one quarter of the building on the other side of that retail space there was i believe you started getting into some of the artist alley am i right mm-hmm. and that was if you that was if you headed south now uh, adjacent to that there was a cosplay area and then above that you started getting into like the anime alley and then what the hell was up above there i think it was just cars uh, you know, like uh, the DeLoreans and the Echo ah. ones and what have you. Yeah. So here's what pissed me off. All the re- all the the entire mass seemed to be concentrated on the retail sector, which was one quarter of the entire floor. The cosplay sector, there was cosplayers, and I understand giving them a lot of a uh, berth because some of those things can be unwieldy. But it was literally just like it was like the Sahara. There are people like wandering around just looking for water. And then water, in this case, being photos with cosplayers. And there are maybe like, I don't know, one cosplayer per every four square feet in that area. It, it looked barren. And there was nothing going on over there. So I was like, okay, well, everybody's stepping on each other over here, trying to find a PVC of Blue Mary and some shit. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> or Yoko from Gurren Lagan or fucking what have you half-off trade paperbacks. And meanwhile, everybody over here is in, like, this cosplay Valhalla where we're just, like, looking at all these beauteous figures and this outrageously intricate work or workmanship. And it's fine and dandy all there, but there's, like, fucking nobody up here. There's a surplus of breathing room. Give these people a fucking break. They're pushing the money into the con. This, this isn't, like, long division. <laughs> So that's what was killing me about this. And that's not that's not even mentioning the fact that there was like no board well, there was almost no board game presence, and there was outside from like vintage uh, video games, there was like zero in the way of like open consoles or anything. And C2E2 had like an entire section dedicated to that shit. I don't know, man. It's some brainstorming has to happen with this with these guys. Yeah, so that's me ranting about Megacon. One, one of the things that killed me about that show when I was there, and I don't know if it's still the case, I would assume as much because I know the same people are still organizing it. The way that the retail section was laid out, mm-hmm. they didn't put any thought into what they put next to each other. Yes. So you'd have like 18 in a row where it's just like, pops. It's like, well, fucking great. I don't yeah. need that. Why don't you split it out one over every aisle and just like put a little variety into it so people can look around? Nope. They were like in districts. Over here is your pops. Over here is your books. Over there is video games. I didn't see any delineation between pops whatsoever because those fuckers were everywhere this year. They are. They are. Oh, my goodness. It was like, if pops ever become sentient and we all of a sudden discover that we're in a Twilight Zone, (laughs) how many grades of fucked are we? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first off, we're outnumbered. Yes. I like in the chat we have uh, Patrick the Angry Nerd. Uh 
And he's saying that this all seems uh, remarkable or similar to uh, Fan Expo in Boston. That's right. Boston is a city. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> it is, yeah. I think I've been to that convention, actually. It was some kind of sci-fi exposition years ago, like in the early 90s. Oh, wow. So before this became big business, that must have been something to see. Yeah, it, uh, I remember, I think it was a Star Trek convention, actually. My, my, I was up there for Christmas, and my parents said, hey, let's go to this Star Trek convention. Are we, are we allowed to mention everything about Star Trek that we can mention on this show yet? Oh, my contract signed. Yeah, go ahead. Go no, that's you. That's your thing. I was just gonna say, um, yeah, yeah. Keep going, Bob. Whatever. Um, it just made me think of it. No, story's done. More important one coming <laughs> yeah, up right, right here. All right, yes. So, um, yeah. All right, I'll do my brag. I don't mind. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I have been uh, wanting to write for years and actually like have stuff published places, and um, I, I'm I'm an article writer. That's basically where I've fallen, and 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 what I understand is what I'm good at. Uh, so kind of on a lark, um, not actually not on a lark. I shouldn't say that. Uh, I saw a post on the Star Trek Reddit, uh, that said, Hey, Star Trek.com is hiring freelancers. Send in your pitch. And I went, all right, why not? I'll never get picked up. Uh, yeah, no, I totally got picked up. Um, I, uh, I signed my contract, uh, yesterday um, I will find out within the coming weeks if my article is going to be published. And if it is, uh, expect it to be shared far and wide. Um, because I'm pretty fucking proud of it. Uh, yeah, it, it is. This, this is probably the coolest thing that's ever happened to me professionally. <laughs> so cash money and, yeah. and writing and writing for the stuff that you've written for so far has been pretty satisfying, but there's like a step up from pro gratis writing and then yeah. like it's that's basically you just got a mirror badge. That contract goes right on the sash. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It, this is this is a case of uh, I'm going from making probably fifty bucks an article to mm-hmm. uh, significantly more. Yeah, um, and millions of eyes on what I do as opposed to a couple hundred. So yes. it's um, yeah, it, it's it's a resume booster. Isn't that just the scariest amount of excitement possible? You know, I'm honestly not scared at all. Like, it's like, I, I know I'm a good writer. I know I can write. Um, I just needed to believe in myself enough to actually bet on myself and take a shot at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did. A lossless and, bet, too. Yeah, exactly. The, if, yeah. I, if they doesn't get picked <laughs> up, I'm out the fucking 10 seconds it take me, took me to wrote the email. You know, it's, it's like, I, I, I gave them my pitch. This is what I want to do. And they said, sure, we want your article. Nice. Cool. I don't. Now we're not going to spoil the topic or anything because you you want people to read it. Uh, if anyone knows me and, and knows the history on this uh, on this podcast, mm-hmm. it's about Deep Space Nine because that's my shit. Um, <laughs> yes. So that's that's it, it does tie into Deep Space Nine. Um, uh, that actually shit. That's something I did since the last time we were on. Uh, mm-hmm. I went and saw the Deep Space Nine documentary a couple weeks ago. Oh, um, that's right. You were telling us about yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They uh, Fathom Events did a screening of it, mm-hmm. uh, and it was awesome. It was really fucking good, man. Like it was, it was not what I expected it to be. I expected it to be a little bit more uh, uh, morose than it was because documentaries tend to be sad about stuff that's that's dead yeah. and gone. Well, they have no. to always provide some sort of like 
angular conflict yeah. within it and play that up. They they had they had a good old time making that documentary. I can tell you that without hesitation. Like, it, <laughs> nice. It was, it was flat out funny. There was some some really good shit in there. Uh, yeah. So uh, when the Blu-rays out in August, uh, pick it up. It's called What We Left Behind. It's gonna be really good. Slick. And it had to be a documentary about that particular arm of the Star Trek universe too. Well, it was the redheaded stepchild. You know, or mm-hmm. actually, that's not even true. It was the middle child. So it was between. Next, that, next yeah, gen. That's the perfect. Yeah. W- which was the the standard bearer, mm-hmm. and then Deep Space Nine started what three seasons into next gen? Fourth season. So they they ran together for two or three yeah. seasons. Um, and then when uh, when next gen ended, Voyager started, and Voyager got all the attention. So it was just like mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine was kind of on kind of on an island. You know, it yeah. was people didn't like it because they didn't explore; they just stayed in one spot. Mm-hmm. So. Where everybody knows your name. Yeah, it, it was yeah. it was it was Cheers in space, and it worked. Uh huh. You know, oh, it was it was Holy Cheers in space, and it yeah, worked. It's true. <laughs> it was it was it, it was, was t- touched by an angel slash no, Cheers in space. No, it was the first Baptist cosmic bar and grill. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. That's a 1999 reference right there. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> we're the only station in the galaxy that smells like a whiskey still or whatever the f- is the fuck that the Klingons make Klingon blood wine or some shit I yeah, don't know blood wine or rec- Rectagino is their coffee Rectagino Rectagino still oh that works that's All their right. that's their coffee oh uh, ooh Klingons have coffee yes it's yeah. supercharged coffee yeah, I mean, they're pissed off 24-7. Maybe that's their whole problem. <laughs> Maybe they haven't figured out how to fry the beans yet. <laughs> Um, or gah. All right, before I forget, uh, who uh, who would be the redheaded stepchild according to you two? Of what? As far as Star, as far Trek? As Star Trek goes, yes. Oh, Voyager. Voyager. Is Voyager? Oh yeah. But that was the more popular one, right? No. It w- they really they oh. really wanted it to be very popular. Okay, so that's what yeah. you meant by when, when you said it got more attention. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so well, when w- you when you have uh, seven and nine walk around in a cat suit, it's a little harder. Th- oh, okay. What what's this all about? Uh Jerry Ryan. So they they really wanted uh, they wanted Voyager to take over for for next gen. They wanted right. that to be the big new flagship, mm-hmm. and uh, Voyager couldn't stop kicking itself in the dick. <laughs> yeah, you <know>, like <laughs> just like. <laughs> The that was an ironic choice of words. <laughs> the, the, the first episode of Voyager was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it, it was like you you watch and you go, okay, there's something here. Mm-hmm. It's the first season of Star Trek. It's going to be rough, but there's something here. Yep. Uh, and it never recovered. It was, like, it was, it was <laughs> it's just like. Well, if Deep Space Nine was the first first Baptist Cosmic Bar and Grill, then uh, Voyager would be basically Incredible Journey minus the Pugs. And other animals. I forget the other animals. Just remember the pugs. Voyager Voyager would be... Uh, uh, I've been on the desert. I've been through the desert on a horse with no name on repeat. So good to just, be out of the but ring. But just that line. Yep. Oh. Because uh, that's all it is. It's just... Because it just repeated the same shit over and over and over again. Oh, wow. Like, you know, it, at least with, with Next Gen and Deep mm-hmm. Space Nine, there was advances and there was new characters and new enemies and all kinds of neat stuff. Or at least with Deep Space Nine, they 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 wove some different mythologies into stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was Voyager, constantly evolving. Yeah. Voyager yeah. was like, hey, the Borg are bad. Well, we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Borg are, uh, yeah, you're the world's worst argument uh, against transhumanism, mm-hmm. whereas one of your cast members is like one of the best arguments for transhumanism. Yeah. 
mixed messages. I'm getting them. <laughs> um, all right. So just because I'm curious, and I seem to be like one of very, very few humans on this continent that liked this iteration of Star Trek, uh, where would Enterprise fall in like the, dis- I liked the dysfunctional it. family of Star Trek franchises? I have seen precisely zero episodes of Enterprise. Oh, okay. You might hate it then. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I want to see it because uh, Scott Bakula is a national treasure that should be protected at all costs. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're rewatching Chuck and we just got through his, his season of Chuck and he's just so fucking good. It's, it's, it's mind candy, but that was a really fun show. It really was. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is not deep in any stretch of the imagination. Like it is just nah. You know you know what I think the best thing about Chuck is is that it's basically like the going away party for the nerd subculture before it blew wide open with Iron Man. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And we and we kind of come home to that every once in a while. That Eureka Warehouse thirteen, and we're kind of like, remember when Haven. we weren't quite ha- Haven, which is which was just canceled like last what? year. Really. Yeah, it went on for a while. Oh, shit. Yeah. I thought it got and, canceled years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Well, they, they stopped adding it to Netflix, and then I was just scrolling through it the other day, and I saw Heaven Haven pop up, and I'm like, fuck me, really? Like, two years after Dark uh, uh, Castle Rock? They beat it on Hulu. <laughs> There's still the Stephen King fan fiction going on up in Canada somewhere. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm down. It was a campy-as-fuck show. Some of the some of the episodes were cringy as hell, as a matter of fact, but yep. it was really fun. <laughs> it was a very fun. It was it was, you know, not every show needs to be deep or important or you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just needs to be fucking fun. I prefer it if it was fun and good. Like it can't yeah. be just like complete like brains out the years, fucking oh, yeah. drooling all over yourself. Look, it, it can't be Batman. Like it can't be Batman sixty six. I, like I, I will I will agree <laughs> with that. But Batman sixty six preserves a very special and unique era in our development as a culture, absolutely. as a whole, not even subcultures. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Um, but, but in today's day and age, you can't mm-hmm. make Batman sixty six and expect it to be a good show. Haven, Haven definitely dipped to Batman 66 at times. Yeah, but without being ironic. That's yeah, the thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then again, so did so did Warehouse 13. So did uh, Eureka. Yeah, y- yeah. Eureka doesn't miss a fucking beat, by the way. That show holds up perfectly still. You know, one of the unique things and better things about that show is that, you know how, like, as shows go on, their wheels kind of start to begin spinning more and more mm-hmm. as the writers begin to run out of ideas? Um, that one just somehow got better with age you know what i liked about that because the show there are instances where that happens on that show Mm -hmm. but they don't panic they fucking lean into it yeah like oh you mean like with um what's your fucking face turning into an ai yes bingo (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that was true that's true because uh because they were like okay look we're science fiction we don't have to marry ourselves to any semblance of you know, maybe representative reality. Okay. But it doesn't have to be something that you can like outline in the back of a yep. comp notebook, you know? So we're like, well, what's big right now? 3D printing? Well, we just painted ourselves into a corner as far as like our live staff goes. So let's 3D print us up a human body. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure Philip K. Dick would have shied away from that sort of a, that sort of an <laughs> extreme plot development, but fuck it, whatever. <laughs> this isn't a scanner darkly. Stick your balls to the wall and see how, see what happens. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure I just fucked up like four different metaphors there at the same time. No, no, but whatever. no, no, no. No, you're yeah. good. Wrong with uh, it. Make it your own. Yes. It is mine now. And scan, it is scan in some dark balls. That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs>
Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but there's like a like a lot of Marvel shows had have a tendency to do that. The Marvel Netflix ones, I mean, where there's like, eh, we got a gap. What do we do? Well, subplot. Yeah. Where's that subplot go? Uh, this guy goes crazy and then tries to kill some people, and now we don't see him anymore. And that happened way too much during those four shows. I like that mm-hmm. Netflix is like, hey, we're doing season three of Jessica Jones, and like the crowd just goes, eh. Are they? Really? Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they release it next month. Oh, it was already done. Yeah, it's already done. They're like, okay. it's coming right. out. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. All right. I thought, like, I thought <laughs> it was like they had like a posthumously announced that they were doing a third season of Jones. And I'm sitting here like, that one? Just when Iron Fist started finding its footing a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> oh, by the way, Luke Cage improves dramatically after the first half. Like, oh, does it? Yeah, like I was muscling okay. down a lot of the... Uh, you mean the second season? The second season, yeah. Um, because the second season starts really hard and angry, and I'm like, oh, this must have been all the notes that the executives were given the showrunner that a lot of people were talking about. Just make it more grounded or something. And I was like, there's no reason for this to be so grounded. Black exploitation is what made the first thing work. That's why when this so-called hidden criminal genius mob boss turned out to be a lunatic in really thick armor... I didn't notice, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of, um, at the end of the second season, um, Bushmaster kind of comes into his own because he's just like a background, not a background presence, but he's like barely there, which sucks because the actor that played him is fucking fantastic. Um, but he like becomes something eventually at around the fifth of the sixth episode, therefore inverting the, uh, curse of the sixth episode with most of the other Marvel shows, which is a nice change of pace. Um, and then it leaves off on not really a cliffhanger. You can call the ending if you want to, but it would have been really cool to see this happen in the Luke Cage book if he still has his own book. That's how cool it was. Yeah, I, I, I did finish that, by the way, and I'm going through uh, season three of Daredevil right now. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've, yeah. I've still got to finish Defenders. Like I, De- I, I stalled out in the middle of Defenders. I was just like, eh, fuck, I don't care. Defenders does dip, but it's it's pretty fun. And it goes into like all the parts of the Marvel Universe that we wanted the Netflix series to go to towards the end, okay. which was nice. Uh, but yeah, there's a little bit uh, where they, they're, they're kind of muscle their way through the fake villain arc. I mean, it's there. It's in every single one of them. Yeah. So that's not spoiling too much. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Avengers, Defenders was like, uh, like in the tier of like, you know, um, I, I'd say that sits pretty squarely right above Jones. Okay. Just underneath Luke Cage for me. So it's worth finishing up. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to use that as a chance to segue nicely um, into our main topic of discussion. Mm -hmm. uh, And that is Avengers Endgame. So we, we have given you, if if anyone is watching, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there will be spoilers coming. I don't care anymore because it's been three weeks. I love how we're still giving spoiler warnings while everyone else is like, Fuck you! Here's what <laughs> happened. Like, like I, like I, I, I will tell. So, all right, I've seen three movies in the last mm-hmm. three weeks. Uh-huh, right. Uh huh. Right. I've seen Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. I've seen Detective Pikachu, yep. and I've seen Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. And I really liked two of them, and one of them was okay. So Endgame was okay. Endgame was okay. All right. Um, I really loved Bumblebee, and I really fucking liked Detective Pikachu a lot more than I thought I was going to. Uh, yeah. If if you have not seen Detective Pikachu. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's just flat out good. It's a fun movie. I plan on taking my kids maybe this weekend. There, there's a couple heavy moments in it. Um, Surprisingly, right? Yeah. How fucking nice was that? Yeah, and <laughs> and like legit heavy, not like Snorlax. He's in it, but mm-hmm. like like actually like there's some shit being <laughs> yeah. there, there. There's there's some some emotional moments in that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's really good, and uh, boys will love it, Bob. They they really uh-huh. will. And uh, yeah, so uh, and Bumblebee, Bumblebee is goddamn amazing. 
Yeah. Oh God, it was awesome. The, 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 the that is the the Transformers movie I have I have always wanted. Uh-huh. Um, it, it yes. <laughs> um, so good. Mm-hmm. Now. That comes with like a caveat, or not a caveat, but like some cognitive dissonance for me because I saw it and I enjoyed the living shit out of it because I'm watching and I'm like, oh, aesthetic and it's robots. <laughs> and it was well acted and well directed and all that good shit. Um, but I keep coming back to it being basically a retelling of The Iron Giant, which is basically a retelling of BFG. And I'm wondering how much of that movie uh, went went the distance and not sucking because not sucking is basically just putting your product at zero. So we're so used to like sub zero for the longest time, especially like during the late nineties um, that basically all it thought it had to do beyond that was like, okay, well we've got a competent story here. It worked a couple of times before. We'll just throw a whole lot of eighties into it. And then our audience will fucking just be balls deep in this shit. I'm wondering how much of it is that. Hmm. That's I'd say there's a good there's accurate. a good portion of that in there. Um, yeah, but because it knew its fandom. I mean, it fucking it, played the touch like fucking. It just shoved your face right in it at it, some point at one point in the movie. During <laughs> that scene, I did roll my eyes like, okay, we're <laughs> all right. I get the joke. Come I, on, yeah, let's yeah, move yeah. on. I liked that. I, I yeah. personally, I was like, oh, that's great. That's oh, wonderful. I giggled. I'm not gonna say I'm better <laughs> than that shit. But like at the end when you, um, I mean, we're spoiling whatever. Um, at it's, the end, it's when a you, year old at this point. It, it's okay. It's a year old in internet years. Yeah. Um, Technically, it came out like last December, but oh yeah, um, it did. Didn't if it? yeah, wow. But at the end, when you see uh, when you see him turn into the old Camaro, you're like, oh, that's cute. And then you see him like pull up next to the uh, Peterbilt cab over engine. Yeah. Oh shit! I just fucking about melted. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like right there in the seat. I would have given the staff a lot to talk about that day. <laughs> it's a good thing I had my frozen Coke on me because otherwise meltdown would have happened and it would have been embarrassing. I, I did kind of the same thing. I pointed at the TV. was like, yes. And my kid's like, what? What's going on? It's like, you are not my child. You do. We've got some talking to do. Sit down. I was there too. I was like, cap over gears, cap over gears. Oh shit. And they even painted the, the blue stripe along the, along yep. the, uh, along the yeah. metal gray trailer. Uh, 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 how about, how I got about the sound, sound wave? Yeah, see an old school sound wave. Yep. I was in Ravager. Yeah, in Ravager, and uh, oh, and Cliff Jumper doing the whole uh, <laughs> doing the whole Geneva Convention thing, which I don't really know how Cyberverse adapts its like a uh, skirmish regulations to Earth standards. But he did it, and it was a moment, and I fucking jumped right into it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not happy about Cliff Jumper. Yeah, I'm still I know. Not, I'm still not happy about it. <laughs> Cliff, Cliff Jumper was my fucking my transformer. He was your guy, yeah. yeah because uh, that's yeah that that I remember. You- I thought Jazz was your guy. Well, so, the, of the little ones, Cliff Jumper was my guy. Like I, I, oh, okay. I had I had Cliff Jumper. I didn't have Bumblebee. Of so, the inexplicably uh, off-scale mini cars. Yeah, the, the 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 VW bugs that were basically the size of an RC car in scale. Which, yeah, which I was talking about the gold bug the other day. All right, I got some. Um, I was reading about the cards a couple days ago. You guys want some uh, change in robot trivia? Sure. All right. One second. On the count of three. Name your favorite podcast. One, two, three. Justin versus Justin. Justin. Whoa. Did we just become best friends? Best friends named Justin with the same name? Oh, my God. But spelled differently? No way. All right. You want to go do impressions out in the garage? Yes. Awesome. Let's do it. Wow. This is so amazing. Justin versus Justin podcast now available on iTunes and YouTube. 
Here is where we will pump the brakes on episode 60 of the Nerd or Not podcast. Next time we'll have Professor Corey talk more Transformers, and we will dive deeper into our endgame discussion. Please check out all of the links in the description to find our social links and if this is your first time here, then we proudly say, welcome to the guild. This podcast is part of the Somebodies Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies. My name is Optimus Prime. We are autonomous robotic organisms from the planet Cybertron. We've searched the entire galaxy for the finest quality in human apparel. And now we've found it. You can find it too on the World Wide Web. Go to tpublic.com and search Cretans Guild. There you will find numerous designs and vibrant colors of your choosing. You can get a Cretans Guild design logo on a t-shirt for the humid times. Or you could get a hoodie and keep your extremities warm. You can also get phone cases, laptop cases, notebooks, mugs, pillows and totes. I repeat, tpublic.com. Search Cretans Guild. Now, Autobots, transform and roll out.